listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on June 21st, 1940, and this is Smashing the Arsenal. Those fires, that person should pay the extreme penalty. They will. 
If I can get the evidence I need to convict them. Well, what do you intend doing? I'm asking the chief to put me on special duty to investigate these mysterious fires. With Officer Manigan? Yes, if Mike wants to work on them with me. Well, he will, all right. He likes excitement as much as you do. I know. I can't stand inactivity as long as there are criminals to run down. I'll only be happy when I'm on their trail. Well, I do hope you'll always be as successful in the future as you have been in the past. Oh, there go the fire engines. That's my exit cue. So long, Doc. From now on, Dan Garrett's a smoke eater. And the girl. Yeah. Gee, what a crash. Look. Look up there on the roof. Yeah. It's the two cops and the girl. Oh, what do you know about that? They went up instead of down. Just in time, too. Firemen are slanting a ladder over to them from the hook and ladder truck. Yeah. But it won't reach. It's too short. Oh, why don't they jump across to the next roof? It's too far. Honey foot gap. They'd never make it. The firemen could stretch a net to a They can't get near enough to the building. That fire's too hot. See it pour out of those lower windows. I guess they're trapped. No, no. No, look. Yeah. One cop's hanging to the edge of the roof by his hands. Now the other one's crawling over him. What? What are they going to do? The second cop's hanging from the first cop's feet. Look. He can almost reach the ladder. Look. There's a fireman going up the ladder. See? The girl's climbing down over the two cops hanging there. Look out! See? She almost lost hold. The fireman's got her. She's saved! She's saved! She's saved! Yeah, but... Say, looks like she's fainted. Well, how are them two cops going to get down? I don't know. They're still hanging up there. Fireman up, backing the hook and ladder truck a bit. Now, now the end of the ladder is right under him. Watch you. There he goes. He dropped. He made it. He made it. it. Now there's only the cop hanging to the roof. He can't make it, though. Who is he? Uh, Looks like patrolman Dan Garrett. The other cop was Manigan, his pal. And that's Garrett, all right. Yeah. But how's he going to get out of this jam? Well, look. The fire's licking up to him now. He's trying to climb back onto the roof. There he goes. He made it. How is he going to get down from there? That's me. Boy, I wouldn't like to be in his place. Hey, he's disappeared. Oh, he ain't. There he is. He's got a long pole. What's he going to do? Hold all across to the other roof. Gosh, I hope he makes it. There he goes. Oh, 
Well, Danny, I, I understand you distinguished yourself at the fire today. I almost extinguished myself. It was all I could do to hold on when Mannigan and the girl were both hanging on to me. He's no lightweight. Oh, I'm proud of you, my boy. That took nerve. You've got to have nerve to make good on the police force. I know, but you covered yourself with glory. The important thing is, I got some valuable information. Yes? From whom? The girl I rescued. Elsie Williams. Yes? I talked to her at the drugstore where the fireman took her when she fainted. She worked for Gordon. Sort of a secretary and rent collector. Is that how she came to be in that building when the fire started? Yes, she was collecting rents. She told me she saw a one-armed man leave the cellar entrance in a hurry as she entered the building. What's suspicious about that? He might have been a friend of the janitor. Miss Williams told me that she'd seen him in a huddle with her employer early this morning, before the fire. But that still doesn't prove anything. Now wait. As he left, she heard him say to Gordon, Don't worry, your troubles will soon be over. We won't miss. Has Gordon been having trouble of some sort? Yes, financial trouble. Been losing money on his houses. He also has a loft building that's been empty for months. That certainly looks suspicious. Yes. And I figure my trail begins with Mr. Gordon. Well, what are you going to do? Call upon Mr. Gordon and make him talk. Yes? The chairman, Dan Gallup, to see you. I want to see one. I'm busy. He said it's very important to you. Oh. Well, I'll see him. Come in, officer. Oh, what's on your mind? Very busy this afternoon. Fire this morning and everything. Very upsetting. Every financial loss. To you or to the insurance company? What's that? I asked you to whom the fire was a heavy financial loss. To you or the insurance company? Now, look here. Just because you wear that uniform, don't think that you can be impertinent to the taxpayers. I'll report you Just a minute, Mr. Gordon. I'm here on official business. Your buildings were heavily insured. You stand to gain rather than lose by this fire today. The fire chief reports evidence of incendiarism. What do you mean? How can you report such a thing? I'll have his now, badge. Look, Mr. Gordon, I'm here to help you if I can. You tell me who the ringleaders are in this arson racket, and I'll do what I can to get you off lightly when your case comes up in court. Court? Who, who said anything about court? I did. You're going to be arrested shortly. On suspicion of being party to a conspiracy to defraud the fire insurance company. No, no. You can't do that. Oh, no, no. Why don't you break down? Give me the information I'm after. What do you want to know? Who was the one-armed man who was seen to leave the building just before the fire? One-armed man? Why, I don't know anyone. uh, Who had a confidential talk with you earlier this morning? My secretary. Oh, bring your secretary into this. After all, she almost lost her life today. Collecting rents for you. All right. I'll tell you. His name is Joe Durando. He's called Stumpy. He works for the Modern Wrecking and Construction Company. Mm. They wreck buildings and construct buildings. Get you coming and going. Quite a profitable business, I'd say. Now, listen. I didn't want to do this thing. They threatened to undermine my tenements so they'd collapse. If I didn't hire them to burn them down, the buildings collapsed, I'd get no insurance at all. But it'd be a total loss. Oh, that's their racket. What do they get out of it? $1,000 down and 20% of the insurance. Hmm, not bad. And I suppose they get the job of rebuilding? Yes, that's part of the contract. Who's the head of the company? I don't know. Stumpy always spoke of his boss as uh, 
The skipper. Stumpy must have been in the Navy at one time. I don't know that. What does the gang use that makes the fires spread so quickly? Gasoline? No, not that. Will you go down with me to the D.A. and tell him what you've just told me? Now, look here, officer. My life isn't worth a dime right now for talking with you. Don't worry. The D.A. will have you guarded day and night. <laughs> what was that? Boy, that sounded like my secretary's voice. Oh, come on, let's see who it is. You for sticking your nose into what don't concern you. Come on, Gordon, take a walk with me. Oh, no, Come on. I've got this gun in your back, so don't open your trap. You and me is going for a little ride. The skipper wants to see you. Later that evening, high up in one of the city's skyscrapers, Stumpy is reporting to his skipper. You see, it was like this, Skipper. Yes? I seen the copper go into Gordon's office. And I figured maybe Gordon's secretary has spilled the beans to Garrett after he rescued her. Uh-huh. So I called some of the boys. Of course. Then when the copper stayed in with Gordon so long, well, I figured the heat was being turned on. So I decided to pick up Gordon as well as a girl. You took a terrible risk by kidnapping them in broad daylight. Well, what else could I do, Skipper? The heat was on. Where are they now? I got them tied up on one of your barges down at the end of River Street. Bring them out to my yard about midnight. We'll see how much they've spilled to the police. Okay, Skipper. And keep away from waterfront saloons. If you get drunk tonight, you're all through. Sure, sure, Skipper. You can trust me. I won't take not even one drink. You'd better not if you know what's good for you. I've got a couple of jobs for you tomorrow, and I want you sober. And you can trust me, Skipper. I know where my bread and butter comes from. All right. Remember that. If you want to be able to continue eating bread and butter... Secretary, will Gordon be bumped off for talking? Can Dan Garrett recover from the blow on the head in time to catch the thugs? Or will he lose the trail completely? Dr. Franz little apothecary shop, Patrolman Dan Garrett is talking with Dr. Franz while donning his blue beetle chain armor and mask. Doc, I've got a hunch. Has that sailor costume you brought along something to do with your hunch? Yes. I'm going to put it on over my blue beetle costume. Well, what's the idea? Well, I'm convinced that the arson trail leads down by the waterfront. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. A fire trail leading to water. Yes, but nevertheless, that's the way I see it. What gives you the idea the trail leads in that direction? Stumpy's reference to his boss as Skipper, which may mean that Stumpy's been a sailor, or that the head of the arson ring may have headquarters on a ship of some kind. I see. Also, I learned from Gordon today that naphtha is being used to saturate the buildings before setting them afire. Naphtha is used extensively around ships to remove grease and paint and rust. What are you going to do? Disguise myself as a sailor. See if I can pick up Stumpy's trail in one of the waterfront cafes. That would be dangerous, Danny. Uh, I love danger, Doc. When it's in the line of duty, a part of my crusade against crime. Well, you'd better let me change your face a bit with some makeup. Uh, I'd act a little tipsy if I were you. It would be more convincing. Say, that's a great idea. I'll hide my Blue Beetle mask until I go into action as the Blue Beetle. And 
When I do, some people are going to get a big surprise. Several telephones are busy. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Yes, yes, you're right. Something should be done about these costly fires. What? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. I'll be glad to serve on the Citizens Committee. Thanks. Anything but the good of the city. Oh, by the way, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to have you and your wife spend the weekend on my yacht sometime. 
Oh, no, not at all, not at all. It'll be a pleasure. Yes? Yes, all right. Well, just let me know when. Goodbye. Don't be on the other phone, sir. Hello? Yes? What? Hmm, that sounds suspicious. It may be that patrolman Dan Garrett playing detective. What? Yeah, that's a good idea, somebody. Tell Gus to open up the sand elevator and fill the hole. Yes, sinker if necessary. We're insured. I'll meet you out at the yacht in a half hour. Bring Gordon and the girl. If we find out that they've squealed, you'll know what to do. Bye-bye. speaking. Hello, Doc. Can you hear me? Yes, Danny, yes. I'm talking through my portable wireless telephone. Well, where are you? In the hold of a sand barge at the foot of River Street. Are you in danger? Not yet. Well, what happened? Someone knocked me into the hold, and now they're filling the barge with sand. But, Danny, you'll be buried alive. Now, look, Doc. Telephone the police to come at once to the modern wrecking and construction company's warehouse. I'm in the barge, tied up to the pier. Hurry, Doc. Hurry. Where are you taking us? Out to the skipper's yacht. Who's the skipper? Don't you wish you knew and could tell somebody? I know who you are and what you do. Yeah, but it ain't gonna do you no good. You'll never tell. What do you mean? The skipper ain't taking no chances on you or your boss there squealing. Hey, Gordon, you awake? Oh. Ah, he's awake. You'll never get away with this. Patrolman Dan Garrett is on your trail. So you did squeal. That's who the guy was that Gus knocked into the hole of the sand barge. Well, he'll never tell nobody nothing. He's buried alive by this time. Well, that must be the skipper now, on his way out to the yacht. We'll both make it about the same... Yeah. Or maybe it's somebody... Pipe down or I'll slap you overboard. I should have left a gag in your mouth. That's what a guy gets for being soft-hearted. Okay, uh... Skipper? Yeah. Are you coming? Yeah. Keep that door quiet. All the way to the yard. Okay, Skipper. Now, just for yelling, I'm going to gag you up again. No, no. That'll hold you. much, Miss Williams and Mr. Gordon, that you saw fit to express yourselves to the authorities to the extent you have. In my business, long tongues mean short lives. What are you going to do with it? My lawyers... Your lawyers will assist in settling your estate, Mr. Gordon. Only your heirs will benefit by your long tongue. No. No. You can't mean that... That's my meaning very quickly, Mr. Gordon. We're all going for a little sea voyage. But you and Miss Williams aren't coming back. The Blue Beetle! Yes, the Blue Beetle. Stumpy! Yes! Drop that gun, Stumpy. You might injure the young lady. Why, you... Sorry! Sorry! Oh, you murderous arsonist. It won't save you. Your racket is smashed. Your cloak of respectability will no longer shield you. Listen, you guys, not go away. Don't let this guy bluff you. Grab it! Don't move, any of you. 
I'll blast you with my ray gun. The police will never take me alive. Stop him! Stop the skipper! He's going to jump over! I'll quit by fire, and I'll die by water! Uh, how did you escape from the hold of that sandbar? I discovered one of the hatches wasn't tight. So as the hole filled with sand, I climbed up in the sand, raised the hatch, and crawled out. Uh, that was a narrow escape. Yes. Well, what did you do then? I heard a girl scream across the water, so I figured it must be Miss Williams' voice. I dived overboard, swam out to a speedboat moored nearby, and climbed aboard. Luckily, I found the ignition key in the switch and started her up. The rest was easy. Drove the boat out to within a quarter mile of the yacht typhoon, dived over and swam out to her. From then on, it was just a matter of getting aboard without being seen. Uh, you certainly had an exciting night. Yes, but that's what the Blue Beetle craves. Oh, uh, by the way, Danny, did they find the skipper's body? Not yet. Well, as he said, he lived by fire and died by water. My, my, what a strange epitaph. Yes. But I'd prefer one which would read... Here sleeps the Blue Beetle. He did his job now. Rest in peace. That's just what I'm going to do. Good night, Doc. A fire and a flood can turn me from my self-appointed task. (laughs) I'm going to get some sleep. smashed another crooked racket and chalked up another victory for his crusade against crime. Further adventures of Patrolman Dan Garrett will be presented in the next episode of The Blue Beetle. Appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine on sale at your newsstand. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, I liked how they this, this show dealt with describing the rescue. And instead of having Dan and Mulligan sit there and discuss how they were going to do it, uh, they used two bystanders to do it. It is a disadvantage of radio to have to describe the action because it kind of takes you out of the story. But I think this was a very creative way that didn't take you out of the story. 
And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>